Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Josh Gordon School of 12 Chances, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. <laughs> Jana, how are you this week? Um, I, I'd be a lot better if Mike McCarthy learned how to read a clock, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well. My fantasy teams oh, are mostly, they won. mostly still alive. Yeah, it, winning's not enough. I, at some point, this is going to come back and bite us in the ass because he can't do it when we have a lead. Like, oh, you can't ever be happy as a Cowboys fan. Even when you win, something terrible is going on. This is how we're conditioned. You want to trade favorite teams for a week or two and see how that goes for you? Since I'm a Giants mm, fan? No. No, I think I'm okay. I'll stay, I'll stay in my own little pit of misery here. <laughs> little perspective never hurts, right? Exactly. <laughs> how are you? How are you holding up after this week? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, my teams were three and one this week, which was uh, pretty good. Blues, blew the the cat formerly known as Blue and the Kitten. His teams were um, <laughs> two and two this week, and if. Uh, Justin Tucker hadn't gotten that lucky bounce and set the record for longest field goal. The, the cat teams would have been three and one instead of two and two this week. So anyway, Blue I mean, we're, we're living, we're living in a world where Justin Tucker on one kick had more yards than the entire bears offense. Not, yeah. it's not great. And he didn't get sacked <laughs> nine times either. No, he's feeling a lot better than any, than Justin Fields is. That's for sure today. You can say that with all Probably. certainty. <laughs> Andy Dalton was probably laughing as you know what off on the sidelines there. Huh. Andy Dalton they might be the start of this week. Could still be him. No. We don't know yet. The fun, it Somebody just never ends. Be the in sacrificial Chicago, lamb so. or sacrificial bear there. Well, apparently that's what it seems Matt Nagy is trying to do. He's actually trying to kill people on the football field. I think we've we've now uncovered this after last week. I mean, jeez. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. I'm, I'm sure we'll have plenty to discuss when we get to our game picks. <laughs> um, but for those of you who, you know, might be your first time showing up here, could just haven't been here in a while, either way, uh, just to remind you, we'll be here until 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday night. And then you can find us anytime after that, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. We're also on all of our social media, so we can give you some help later in the week as these injuries continue to pile up, tell you who to start, who to sit. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And like I said, we're here every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. So you can listen live or take us on your commute the next day, whatever floats your boat. We've got all kinds of good stuff for you here tonight, not just nuggets about, you know, how terrible our prospective teams are. Uh, we've got all kinds of injuries, news, notes, uh, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, and, of course, some daily fantasy picks to round it out. We like to cover you on all aspects of fantasy football. Take care of you. Um, I thought to myself when I sat down, like, throughout the week I kind of keep, a, a like, running 
memo on my phone as I'm watching games and seeing people get hurt, this and that, to try to put together this injury report each week. And, like, I sat down this afternoon to go through and see who practiced and who hadn't, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, this is this is going to be, like, a, a smaller-than-usual injury report. And then by the time I was done putting it together, it was a page and a half long. So that's late plans, guys. <laughs> it's the best I could here. <laughs> um, also, it's Calvin Johnson's 36th birthday today. So props to him. It feels like he should be 45 for all the things he did in the league. But, nope, he's already been retired five years and is in the Hall of Fame. He's only 36. So we're all doing this wrong. And for a million and a half dollars, <laughs> he'll be a lot happier, he says. Or at least he'll be yeah, nicer to yeah. the Lions. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think anyone's really nice to the Lions right now. But <laughs> it's such a sad commentary on the history of their team, the two of their best players in Recent memory, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson both retired um, while they were still rather than continue to play. Prime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not good. I mean, there's there's a lot of weird happening in that that NFC North right now. There's just not a lot of good feelings coming out there. Oh, okay. Well, let's dive in. We'll get these injuries out of the way, then you can tell us how to replace everybody in, on the waiver wire. Um, most notably, first big injury of the week. Thursday last week, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey went down with hamstring injury, knocked him out of the game. He's, quote, week to week. They're not putting him on IR, so they're hoping it will be less than three weeks. Probably not going to be this week. Um, So certainly have another plan there. Uh, Also, Patriots running back James White is done for the season. He got carted off with a hip injury at first. Maybe they thought it was just going to be like eight weeks, but now they're going to shut him down for the season. It's worse than they thought, which is terrible news. However, the Colts are looking to trade running back Marlon Mack, so the Patriots would be a likely landing spot. He could kind of fill that that role there. Um, but we'll see what happens. They certainly need another another uh, running back in the worst way. But moving on to Atlanta, wide receiver Russell Gage is still not practicing with the ankle injury. He didn't play last week. It's looking pretty doubtful he's going to play this week. If by some chance he gets on the practice field the next day or two, he's got a shot, but I don't see that happening. Uh, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson didn't practice today with what they're calling general soreness. Maybe if you stopped doing flips into the end zone, you'd be on the practice field a little more, but that's neither here nor there. They are actually getting a little healthier this week, though. They're activate, the Ravens activated both uh, wide receivers, Miles Boykin and Rashad Bateman, also short-term IR with hamstring and groin injuries, respectively. It looks like they're both going to be playing this week, so they'll get a little help on offense, which is desperately needed. In Carolina, uh, not only did they lose Christian McCaffrey this week, but cornerback J.C. Horn was placed on IR with a foot injury. He had surgery to repair the broken bones, and it's possible he makes a return before the end of the season. Now, I don't, we don't, I know we don't normally talk individual defensive players because we're just doing straight defenses here on the show, but how this does impact the offense is that Carolina decided to overreact immediately and traded. Uh, Starting tight end Dan Arnold and third round pick to Jacksonville for cornerback CJ Henderson, who was their 2020 first round pick. Um, so we're now no longer going to be able to say the Darnold to Arnold connection. I don't know why with a new quarterback you'd trade away one of one of his favorite receivers. Um, but tight end Tommy Tremble is now going to be your starter in Carolina. So everybody rush out and get him <laughs> out in Chicago. I actually had him in a dynasty league. I drafted him as a rookie this year and then cut him before the season started. So now I'm kicking That's terrible myself. Terrible news. <laughs> terrible news. He did, he did have a couple of nice catches on Thursday. I will give him that. Um, if I were the Panthers, I wouldn't have traded Dan Arnold. But we'll see how that plays out. Um, 
we did allude to in Chicago things are what you may call a dumpster fire, which would actually be an insult to both dumpsters and fires, but things are not good in uh, Bears world. So as we talked about, their offense was basically non-existent. Bears quarterback Justin Fields got sacked nine times and got his feelings hurt a whole bunch more than that. Uh, he, quote, is dealing with a right thumb injury. He says he's fine. He's fully practicing. Um, Andy Dalton has returned to practice as well. He was limited with that bruised knee. And Matt Nagy says it's open as to who's going to start this week. Could be Justin Fields, could be Andy Dalton, could be Nick Foles. Anybody is possible. Right now he's saying that even Andy Dalton taking limited reps in practice with a bruised knee and he can't move is still quarterback one on the depth charts. Justin Fields is number two and Nick Foles is number three. Um, I think we're all pretty sure Matt Nagy is just trying to kill people. So if, if you have any coaching experience at all, I would send your resume to the Bears now. It's a good time. Uh, also missing practice today, or limited practice today, was wide receiver Darnell Mooney. Uh, he's dealing with a groin injury. He's questionable going into this weekend's game. Uh, it's not questionable if you should start him or not. You should not have him in your lineup. It's it's a mess in Chicago. But uh, moving on to the Bengals, wide receiver T. Higgins has been ruled out for tomorrow night. That's Thursday night's game already. is going to be missing his second consecutive game with that shoulder injury he suffered. Hopefully that's going to start healing and we'll get him back out there soon, but it's not going to be this week. Someone who did heal and is back is wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland. Uh, he returned last week from that torn ACL. It didn't really get into too much of a groove, uh, so hopefully this week he'll look a little better. He was limited at practice today. They're calling him questionable. He's going to be limited and questionable every week from now until forever with any injury, but he's going to play unless there's some kind of setback. In today's edition of As the Cowboys Turn, we found out that Lyle Collins is the quintessential cowboy. He, we talked about last week how he'd been suspended for uh, drug-related issues. He apparently missed seven drug tests with various reasons and was suspended for five games. It was actually reduced to two games through the Players Association. But like an idiot, Lyle Collins appealed the suspension, and the league discovered that he actually tried to bribe a test collector, and the suspension was not only not overturned, but they took it back to the original five games. So Dallas just keeps on being Dallas. <laughs> In Denver, it's, a, it's still a bad time to be a wide receiver out there. This week it was KJ Hamler uh, going down. He's done for the season and was officially put on IR. He tore his left ACL during the game. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's running out of people to throw to, and there's not a lot stepping up. So we'll see how that goes. In Detroit, running back DeAndre Swift was limited to practice. He's dealing with that groin injury still. He's officially questionable, but he should play this week. They also put wide receiver Tyrell Williams on the IR with a concussion he'd been battling since last week, so he's going to be out at least three games. In Green Bay, running back Aaron Jones was limited to practice with that ankle injury that's been dogging him all season. He's questionable. I see no reason why he's not going to play this weekend. And wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling is questionable with a hamstring injury. Uh, that's going to go right up until Sunday. The Packers, quote, are going to need all week to decide whether or not he's going to suit up on Sunday. So have a backup plan there for sure. In uh, Houston, wide receiver Danny Amendola did not play last weekend with thigh injury or last Thursday. Uh, he's listed as doubtful going into this week. He's not going to play this week. Uh, so, again, if you were trying to start him, I'm not sure what he would have been. Have, a, have a, a backup plan. We'll get you somebody on the waiver wire here in a minute. In Indianapolis, Carson Wentz still has two sprained ankles. He still seems to want to play football. This still seems like a terrible idea, but he's practicing. He was limited to practice today. He's going to start again this week. 
Uh, running back Jonathan Taylor was also limited. He's dealing with some knee soreness. He's questionable. He should be good to know this week, again, barring a setback. And tight end Jack Doyle did not practice today. He's dealing with back injury and is questionable going into the weekend. On a better note, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton uh, has been dealing with that neck injury. He's not going to be coming off IR for this week's game, but he's making great progress, which so seems like maybe we're going to see him here in the pretty near future. Uh, I know you love kicker news, Sherpa. So in Jacksonville, it's already been ruled that kicker Josh Lambeau is not going to play on Thursday night due to what they're calling personal reasons. He hasn't been to practice the last two days either, so he's got some stuff going on that's taking him away from the team and will not be kicking this week. Also, wide receiver Tavon Austin was placed on short-term IR with a quad injury. He's going to be out at least three weeks. Hopefully get him back after that. Uh, in Oakland, they're hoping running back Josh Jacobs returns to practice this week. He's questionable going into Monday Night Football. It helps he's got an extra day dealing with ankle and toe injuries. He's missed the last two games, but they seem to re- be really making a push to him on the field this week, so I'm cautiously optimistic there. They are also going to get back this week uh, running back Jalen Richards. He's back at practice. He's still technically on IR from the foot injury suffered during training camp. But he's eligible to come off, and it looks like they're going to try to activate him this week, so keep an eye on that as well. In Los Angeles, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert reportedly has his throwing hand wrapped and in ice when he left the stadium on Sunday after that win over the Chiefs, but he'll be okay. He's listed as questionable. He's practicing. He's going to play this week unless his hand falls off. And even then, he might still. <laughs> uh, Rams running back Darnell Henderson Jr. is still dealing with rib injury. Didn't play last week. He could be back this week. It seems pretty on the fence right now. He's questionable. It's going to be a game-time decision. Um, so we'll see who ends up being in the backfield there this week. There's a lot of points to be had. In Miami, they finally got wide receiver Will Fuller V in the lineup last week. He did not practice today. He injured both his chest and his elbow during the game last week, so he's pretty questionable going into the weekend. Uh, that's not great news for, for the Dolphins overall. It is great news for Devontae Parker, who would see some more targets, but you hope to get him on the field. They did also officially put uh, quarterback Tua Tungavailoa on short-term IR on Saturday with that rib injury, so he's gone for at least three weeks, which we speculated last week. In Minnesota, tight end Tyler Conklin did not practice today. He's dealing with an elbow injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. Running back Dalvin Cook pulled the old bait and switch on all of us last week. He's still dealing with an ankle injury, didn't play. And after spending all week telling it, us he was good to go, that coaching said he was going to have a normal workload, and then he didn't show up at all. Didn't appreciate that. Speaking uh, time decision as well this week. So keep an eye on that. In New England, I don't know if you've heard, they have kind of a big game this week. <laughs> it's possible wide receiver Nikhil Harry is going to be on the field. <laughs> I, I, think, I think one of those Florida teams, it's probably the Jaguars or something. I know people are showing up. <laughs> but it looks like Nikhil Harry is going to be activated off short-term IR. He did return to practice today. He's been dealing with that shoulder injury. Uh, so there's a decent chance he's going to be on the field come Sunday. So keep an eye on that. The Saints uh, officially have moved wide receiver Michael Thomas off the COVID list and back to the pup list, so he no longer has the COVID. Good for him. In New York, your Giants are not not having a lot of success on offense, and they're also now very injured on offense. Uh, we've seen some gruesome leg injuries. Now we've got uh, wide receiver John Ross is actually the healthiest-looking wide receiver you have, and he's been designated to return from IR. <laughs> dealing with a hamstring injury, and he might be the healthiest out of the bunch. Uh, wide receiver Kenny Galladay was limited today. He was dealing with hip and toe injuries, which is going to be an all-season thing. 
Uh, he's going to play this weekend. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Both in practice day. Both are dealing with hamstring injuries. Both are very much wait and see until this weekend. Uh, so, again, have a backup plan. And as it's going to be every week, running back Quan Barkley was limited to practice. He's going to play this week. He's dealing with an injury. I don't know if you've heard about that. <laughs> the Jets. Uh, Good thing it didn't last year. I know. I know. We're very lucky, though. Just wide receiver Elijah Moore didn't practice today. He's dealing with a concussion and in the concussion protocol. So he's questionable going into the weekend. Wide receiver Jamison Crowder, who's been coming back from groin injury and COVID, is, quote, trending to return to action this Sunday. So we are cautiously optimistic there. And tight end Tyler Croft is questionable with uh, rib injury. Again, that'll probably go down to the wire. I don't know if Tyler Croft will be in your lineup. Either way, healthy or not, it might not be the best point strategy, but something to keep in mind. In Philadelphia, most of their injuries were to their defense again this week, but it is worth noting that right tackle Lane Johnson popped up on the injury report today. He's listed as questionable. It didn't say what, but it's likely the ankle injury that's been bothering him for the last two and a half years. It's a big deal for you if he doesn't play because Jalen Hurts really isn't going to have a lot of time to throw the football, and that's already been a problem to begin with. So keep an eye on that when you're deciding who to start a QB this week. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger didn't practice today. Uh, it's a Wednesday, and he's in his 30s. He's not usually practicing today, but he's still dealing with that pectoral injury. He's going to keep playing through it. I don't think Steelers fans want that to be what happens, but it's going to be what happens this week. Wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster is limited to practice with rib injuries, as was uh, Deontay Johnson, who's dealing with a knee injury. The good time he's practicing, I think Juju's probably a little more questionable than Deontay Johnson is, but, again, it'll probably go down to game time. However, T.J. Watt was back at practice today. He was limited, dealing with that groin injury, but it looks like he's on track to play this week, which is very good news for that Steelers defense. Alan San Francisco running back Elijah Mitchell is dealing with a shoulder injury. We talked about that stinger he got last uh, the week before last. He was limited to practice. He'll still play this Sunday. Tight end George Kittle didn't practice today. He's dealing with a sore calf. He's going to show up on Sunday. I wouldn't worry about that. And we did see that cornerback Josh Norman spent Sunday night in the hospital with a bruised lung after coughing up blood on the sideline on Sunday. Um, but he seems pretty optimistic he's going to play this week. Personally, uh, if I were in the hospital with a bruised lung, I wouldn't be getting out football field that fast, but I'm also not crazy like Josh Norman. <laughs> Running back to Michael Hasty was officially put on IR on Saturday with that ankle injury, so he's going to be out at least three weeks. So Elijah Mitchell needs to get healthy and quick. In Seattle today, it was uh, reported that tight end Gerald Everett was put on the COVID list. He has tested positive, so he's definitely out this week. Running back Rashad Penny is very questionable with the calf injury going into this weekend. It's very likely he does not play, and it could be another week before we see him. In Tampa Bay, like I said, they might have a game that we're interested in this week, but there are some players to keep an eye on. Running back Giovanni Bernard didn't practice today. He's got a sprained MCL, so that's a little touch and go. Uh, Rob Gronkowski didn't practice today. Again, it's Wednesday, and he really only feels like he just has to show up. He's not worried about watching film, not real worried about practice. Red Zone Rob is not concerned. He's dealing with a rib injury. He's going to play on Sunday because if they're going to New England, if you hadn't, hadn't seen that far in the schedule, you might have heard one or two things about it. Wide receiver Antonio Brown is still officially on the COVID list, but he's eligible to come off tomorrow. Bruce Arians says he will come off tomorrow and he is going to play Sunday. They did, however, put wide receiver Scotty Miller on IR uh, with a toe injury. He's out indefinitely. And then they signed cornerback Richard Sherman this morning. 
took a red eyes flight to Tampa Bay and was practicing with the team this afternoon. He thinks there's a chance he could play Sunday. I think he might be crazy. He's also concerned that it's hot in Tampa Bay. So <laughs> there's always that. In Tennessee, uh, they have some real problems this week. Uh, they could be without both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. A.J. Brown's dealing with a hamstring injury. It could be a week or two before he's back on the field. Julio Jones has a leg injury, and he's, quote, up in the air. They're both not practicing. They're both going to be game-time decisions. And I don't like – I really don't like A.J. Brown's chances. I don't love Julio Jones. In Washington, wide receiver Curtis Samuel is in pads and practicing, which is a great sign after they put him on the short-term IR just before week one when he re-aggravated that groin injury. So he likely is going to be activated and ready for this weekend. Wide receiver Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the NFL and has officially signed with the Chiefs. Andy Reid said it is highly unlikely he plays this week. It's probably going to take him a few weeks. Uh, and also Andy Reid is doing well after he was also hospitalized on Saturday after the game or on Sunday after the game with dehydration. So for the fourth week in a row, we have a coach on the injury report. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> what have you done in our absence, Sherpa? I uh, sawed myself in half and signed an online petition to get Joe Judge fired, and not necessarily in that order either. <laughs> I think you'd rather saw Joe Judge in half, but I'm no, so tough for Judge. I have no control over that. I know. I know. We'll run it up the cycle. We'll see how it goes. I'm stumped. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. It's almost as good as Eli Manning flipping off the world on live TV. That was fantastic TV this week. Yeah, I'm just disappointed that they're not doing the game this coming Monday night. Because I'm very upset. I think we're without them for three you, weeks now, and I'm not excited. Not one bit. Well, I was just excited about the prospect of Peyton Manning and Peyton Barber getting confused if they were trying to talk about if Peyton yeah. Manning was trying to talk about <laughs> Peyton Barber during the game and people were getting confused <laughs> and might be a lot of people flipping them off. But uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, I mean, he just did what we all wanted to do. We can't fault him for that. Yeah, just thankfully. None, not too many of us are getting flipped off by nine-year-olds in Philadelphia, although I suppose it's more likely for me than for most people. But uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. As a Cowboys fan, I'm not really welcome here. <laughs> well, as a Giants fan, I'm even less welcome probably. But uh, anyway. Yeah, this is true. Okay. Uh, shall we do some waiver Wait, wires? Um, before like we do waivers, yeah. I have a couple questions for you. What's your yeah. – you know, now we're three weeks into the season, you're starting to get some real data on these teams and you know, a bunch of quarterbacks that people were pretty high on as much you know, even as recently as a week ago, you know, people like Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Carson Wentz are really struggling or have been struggling. Do you hold on to those people? Do you, you know, cut them? You know, what's your um patience with um your your you know, players that you had high hopes for coming into the season if they haven't performed well the first three weeks? Well, I can tell you I'm one of those psychopaths that's still holding on to Carson Wentz. I think this this indie team is actually much better than they look. Not being completely injured will really help things, but I think T.Y. Hilton's coming back soon. His ankles can't stay sprained forever, I would hope, but really at this point, who knows? I think he's got some prospects. Jalen Hurts, I am really not thrilled with. If I had him on any teams, I'm probably getting rid of him at this point. I'd rather have Sam Darnold. Um, so I'm, I'm I still, still rather hopeful. have Hurts. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Tough call. Don't know. Of course, 
Dar- Darnold's <laughs> playing the Cowboys this week, which makes him more attractive, but at least this from a rooting standpoint. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm holding on to Carson Wentz. A guy like Jalen Hurts I'm probably getting rid of. I know I'm probably backwards of, of you and everyone <laughs> Well, I mean, for instance, there's this one league I play in, and this is not an industry league. This is just a family and friends type of league. But last week, Kenny Galladay was on waivers. And this is, keep in mind, this is a dynasty league. Kenny Galladay was on waivers because somebody got frustrated with him after two weeks. And now this week, Brendan Ayuk is on waivers because somebody got frustrated with him after three weeks. And again, this is a dynasty league, so... I don't know. To me, that just seems like an opportunity to capitalize on other people's impatience. But uh, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I was down on Kenny Galladay to start the season. I've been pleasantly surprised by what he's done. I would definitely hang on to him. Brandon Ayuk, I would be snapping off the waiver wire in an instant. I mean, I don't yeah. love Jimmy Garoppolo, but I know he loves Brandon Ayuk, and that's enough for me. <laughs> Longer term, hopefully Trey Lance loves him too, but uh, it's another story. I think, I think so. For another day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Get there. laughs> so on to the waiver wire. Uh, starting off at running back, and again, they're not a ton of, you know, what you would call you know, high-quality um, options yeah. out there on the waiver wire. I'm assuming that both Alexander Madison and Alexander Hamilton are both off of your waiver wire, albeit for <laughs> different reasons. But, um, True. Yeah. So to me, probably the most appealing of the widely available waiver wire options for this week would be Peyton Barber in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw what he's capable of, you know, last week and Josh Jacobs may or may not be healthy. And for whatever reason, uh, John Gruden seems more enamored of Peyton Barber than he does of Kenyon Drake. So, you know, that bodes well for yeah. Barber if Josh uh, Jacobs can't play. And even if he does play, he might not get a full workload. And uh, Barber might, you know, get a fair amount of carries. He may not crack 100 yards again. Probably good insurance if uh, Josh Jacobs' injury woes persist. And so he's probably mm-hmm. at the top of my list this week. Some others that are um, on my um, radar for this week, J.D. McKissick in Washington, uh, Royce Freeman in Carolina, Kenneth Gainwell in Philadelphia, and a bunch of these guys, not so much because I like their longer-term prospects, but because I think their teams could be involved in blowouts this week, which would result in a lot of garbage time and maybe some meaningless yards and maybe even a meaningless touchdown. So um, I would put J.D. McKissick, Royce Freeman, Kenneth Gainwell, and Tony Jones Jr. and uh, Ramondre Stevenson on that list, uh, Devontae Booker, possibly Malcolm Brown, J.J. Taylor, and uh, somebody else who I think is likely to be activated um, this week off of the short-term IR is Darrington Evans in Tennessee. And, of mm-hmm. course, he's not going to you know, supplant uh, Derrick Henry anytime soon. But you just – at least I wonder with all the carries that Derrick Henry has gotten over the past two-plus seasons whether that – catches up with him at some point. And if it does, you know, Darrington Evans, you know, would be a very appealing fantasy option. So if you have room on your bench, if you have a league where you've got a lot of bench spots, you know, he's somebody that might be worth stashing because I think he, you know, like Alexander Madison could do really well if the guy in front of him goes down with an injury. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like I like the strategy of it does look like there's going to be some blowouts and some really high scoring games. That picking up a garbage time, kind of running back to fill the gap just for a week, I like that. Like that idea. Okay, uh, wide receiver yeah. again, probably slightly more you know, options, you know, people that you would actually want to keep on your roster for more than a week or two. Um, at the top mm-hmm. of that list for me is Tim Patrick in Denver. You know, as you alluded to, um, you know, KJ Hamler out for the season, and you know, yeah. and um, you know, um, you know, Jerry Judy is still out. So you know, Tim Patrick, Cortland yeah. Sutton, you're going to get a lot of run next few weeks. Uh, and Tim Patrick, you know, may not be you know, an all-star, but he seems to have a pretty high floor each week. So he's at the mm-hmm. top of my list. Someone's got to catch a uh, football. Sammy Watt, he, he certainly does, um, and he seems to have a nose for the end zone too. Uh, Sammy Watkins yeah, we'll with um, Baltimore seems to, uh, uh, at least so far, be Lamar Jackson's preferred wide receiver, although that's really not saying much. But uh, a couple guys from Las Vegas that have um, been doing well early in the season but flying below the radar a little bit are Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards. Both still widely available. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, yeah, Devontae Parker. I picked Hunter Henry up or Hunter Renfro up in a league last week, and that worked out pretty okay for me. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it did. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> Devontae Parker, Marquez Callaway hasn't really broken out yet this um, season, no. but if people are getting impatience before Michael Thomas gets back, he's probably still uh, Jameis Winston's best uh, wide receiver option in New Orleans, and for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston hasn't been throwing to his tight ends so far this season. Just ask any Adam Troutman owner. But uh, Marquez Callaway, yeah. Zach Pascal, Jalen Rager in Philadelphia, K.J. Osborne, two nice weeks, followed by a dud last week, but I wouldn't give up on him yet. And then A.J. Green uh, in Arizona also widely available. And as you alluded to, several people that haven't played yet this season, Rashad Bateman, uh, back with Baltimore, Curtis Samuel likely to play for the WT, I mean, WFT this week, <laughs> and uh, Josh Gordon just uh, recently signed, and another guy kind of like Darrington Evans that you know you're not expecting him to do anything this week, but um, maybe you know a couple weeks down the road, you know, I, I can't imagine a better situation for Josh Gordon to come back to than you know having Tyreek Hill on the. Uh, other and you know, yeah, you know right. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> targets. So you know, that seems like a really good uh, situation for him if he can, you know, hopefully keep himself uh, on the straight and narrow this time. I mean, it's a little bit like Charlie Brown kicking the football with Josh Gordon. You know, how many times do you have to feel burned before you give up? But uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he certainly. Yeah, I thought Russell Wilson was an ideal landing. You know, place for him when he was with Seattle a couple of stops back, but um, you know, Tom Brady was a nice place, but uh, you know, it's hard to imagine a, a better um, you know place for him to resurrect his career than uh, um, Kansas City right now. So you know, hopefully he's uh, able to stay uh, healthy and learn the playbook quickly and uh, get out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, it'll be interesting. It's certainly certainly has a different dynamic once he gets out there. So we'll see how that plays out. Yes. Once again, spurning both New York teams for reasons uh, <laughs> nobody can completely understand except everyone. Yeah. So um, <laughs> next up we have quarterbacks. Uh, 
Jameis Winston is actually at the top of uh, my list. I know you're not a fan, but uh, I no. think uh, he has a good matchup against the Giants this week, and good things are likely to happen for him. On the flip side of that, Daniel Jones figures to get a lot of garbage time action this week, so he might uh, toss a meaningless touchdown or two or scramble for a meaningless touchdown or two late in the game. Sam Darnold with Carolina, Mac Jones with New England, Tyler Heineke, excuse me, Taylor Heineke. I always had a problem with last names. I'm having a problem with first names. Taylor Heineke with uh, the WTF. Um, Teddy Bridgewater with Denver and Justin Fields with Chicago. No, it was a rough uh, debut for him last week, but I uh, wouldn't give up on him yet. Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on him. I, I just I want him to stay alive. I'm just like concerned for his actual well being. <laughs> All right, here here's the test as to how how much you um dislike Jameis Winston. If you had a, if the only two quarterbacks on your waiver wire were and you had to start one of them this week were Jameis Winston and Justin Fields, who are you picking up? Justin Fields. I just I can't I can't do it with Jameis. No. I just can't watch him throw so many interceptions. I'm doing yeah. He's got to get better. It's got to get better than one passing yard. There's nowhere to go but up from here. I'm not disputing that, but there's no way he's going to outplay <laughs> Jameis Winston this week. You can't convince me of that. I don't know. I don't know. I I think I would rather have him on my team. I just I don't know if I can physically root for Jameis Winston. I just don't know if I'm built for it. <laughs> All right. Could just be okay, a design flaw. End, uh, it must be it's a bug, or maybe it's a feature rather than a bug. But uh, anyway, a uh, tight end, Dalton Schultz, uh, highlighting my list. I'm still hoping Blake Jarwin eventually gets the majority of the targets there, since I have him on a dynasty team. But uh, hard to argue with uh, Dalton Schultz yeah. so far this season, doing a nice job. Uh, Dawson Knox with Buffalo still widely available if you want a piece of that um, Buffalo offense and missed out on Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Austin Hooper, Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, Max Williams, and Pat uh, Fryermuth, who I'm not that high on for this week, but uh, seems to um, be getting more targets than Eric Ebron for reasons known only to uh, Ben Roethlisberger and the rest of the Steelers. Yeah, there's there's a lot of mysteries out there. That's That's just one of them. <laughs> yeah. So Max Williams is having a nice uh, kind of under-the-radar start to the season in Arizona. And certainly with that offense, he's not a back – he's not a bad sort of secondary uh, entry point to that uh, offense if you missed out on all the wide receivers and running backs and Kyler Murray there. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly certainly holding his own. Uh, and there's there's an awful lot of points to be had in that game this week. <laughs> okay, and uh, onto defenses. Yeah. If you're uh, the one to stream defenses, a couple options for you this week. Actually, more than a couple. But uh, Chicago home against Detroit, Green Bay home against Pittsburgh, Miami home against Indianapolis, and if you want the other end of the Chicago game, Detroit at Chicago. So those are the defenses that I might be looking to pick up if I were needed to stream a defense this week. And uh, just as a side note, usually the last couple seasons, I think, that the, have started in uh, week four already. But uh, this uh, nice? season, for whatever reason, the schedule makers have us uh, <laughs> good to go until week six. So we've got two more uh, buy-free weeks before we start uh, worrying about bifurcation. 
What a what a time to be alive. I'm into it. I hate a bye week. I'm happy we're putting them off. <laughs> all right. So yeah. all well, right. There we go. We've we've now filled awesome. all the holes in our lineups. Let's yep. you want to take a look at who to start and sit? I think it's that time. Sure. You wanna start us off with running backs this week? Uh, I think at the top of my list and probably everyone's list is one Derrick Henry, especially if there are no wide receivers to be had. Someone needs to score all of the points, and that is Derrick Henry this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara checking in at two. Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, as long as he gets on the field. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid once again. I hope I don't get burned this week. And Joe Mixon running on my top five. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris. Again, something has to work out of that offense at some point. Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery in Chicago for my top ten. How many of them are on your avoid list? <laughs> um, just, um, just one, actually. But uh, I think we overlapped on six or seven, so that's pretty good. I also have Derrick Henry at the top of my list. Um, surprised you didn't mention Ezekiel Elliott. He's number two on my list this week. Uh, maybe it's just I'm not, the uh, – I'm not loving – that Carolina defensive line does not get the love that it should, and I am terrified of them. Legitimately. No, they're going to be – we'll see. I, I think well, we'll get to the game uh, scripts in a bit, but um, I think I'm a little yeah. more optimistic than you are about his prospects this week. Alvin Kamara. Checking in at three for me, Joe Mixon four, Austin Eckler five, Dalvin Cook six, or Alexander Madison or Hamilton, whichever plays this week if <laughs> Dalvin Cook doesn't. Uh, Aaron Jones, if he's able to play, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Devin Singletary and Sony Michelle rounding out my top ten, and honorable mention to Leonard Fournette. Oh, Leonard Fournette. That's a nice honorable mention. I like that one. I can't get bored with that. Um, on my void list this week, the top of it is Kenneth Gainwell. I'm, I, he's a great waiver wire pickup, especially if you have an injury and you need to fill the gap. But if you don't absolutely need to do that, don't put him in your lineup. I don't love it this week. Trey Sermon also on my void list, as well as Ronald Jones, I.I., and Mark Ingram, I.I., and Royce Freeman in Carolina. A.J. Dillon, uh, James Conner, who there were some nice things last week. I just think there are other running backs who can get you more points this week. Jenny McKissick and Ty Johnson in New York. Yeah, I think we only have one overlap, which is a good sign. Um, wow. Saquon Barkley is at the top of my list this week. James Robinson, Chuba really? Hubbard, who was a popular pickup last week after the Christian McCaffrey injury. Just, every time Najee I'm so Harris, upset, yeah. we can't say Chuba Hubbard. Like I just, I just want that to be what's happening. But I don't know. Well, you could say it, but it would be, <laughs> be incorrect. But. I'm sure a lot of people want to call him that. Uh, Najee Harris, who I think was on your recommended list, Damian Harris, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay. So, yeah, I don't think you want any part of that Texans backfield this week or any part of their team. No. Yeah, not really ever, to be honest. (laughs) Maybe in the right – maybe if they're playing Jacksonville again, which they don't, but – Unless they meet in the mm. playoffs, which is even less likely. But. <laughs> hey, you know, at least I, no, I well, at least even one I of those two teams has a win there. this year. Okay. That's true. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, wide receivers. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stefan Diggs is at the top of my list for reasons that will become clear uh, when we go through okay. the game. Uh, Jamar Chase checking in at two. Tyreek Hill, three. 
Devontae Adams, four, Amari Cooper, five, Justin Jefferson, six, Cooper Cup, uh, who seems to have overtaken Robert Woods, is the pretty clear number one for the Rams, seven, Mike Evans, eight, Mike Williams, who for whatever reason has seemingly uh, gotten more love uh, from Justin Herbert this uh, season than Keenan Allen, is number nine on my list, and Marquez Callaway, who has done next to nothing so far this season, but... I really like his prospects against my Giants this week. Uh, honorable mentions, Emmanuel Sanders in Buffalo, Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati, Chris Godwin in Tampa, T.D. Lamb for your Cowboys, and Adam Thielen for the Vikings. So pretty, I think there are a lot of uh, um, pretty good choices this week um, for guys that will get you points at wide receiver. This is yeah, one of the rare weeks last. where I might actually be more inclined to start wide receivers than running backs for uh, flex spots if I I'm on the fence about yeah, any. There's certainly some games that I think would be an advantageous move. Um, I think we both agree there's a lot of high scoring out there this week. So, like I said, we've got a little bit of overlap in our list. I've got Devontae Adams at the top of it. He's finally getting in the end zone. I, I'm all for that. Cooper Cup, like you said, has surpassed one Bobby Trees out in uh, L.A. It's it's sad time, but I hope there'll be a resurgence for him. But Cooper Cup, great start this week. D.K. Metcalf, Keenan Allen. Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins, C.D. Lamb, and I also have Jamar Chase on my list this week. All right. For my avoids, I didn't hear anybody from your recommended list on my avoid list, which is a little bit rare, but probably a good sign. Marvin Jones, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Corey Davis, D.J. Chark, and uh, Jacoby Myers. Uh, are my uh, top ten to avoid this week. And honorable, or I should say dishonorable mention to LaVisca Chenault, Quintez Cephas, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne. The tough dishonorable mention list. <laughs> a bad spot to be. Um, my avoid list has Deontay Johnson uh, at the top of it, as well as Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm not convinced Ben can stay alive, throw the football, and both of them will be healthy enough to catch it. So I'm staying away from that. Allen Robinson, I.I., uh, Sterling Shepard, Sammy Watkins, Emmanuel Sander out, Sanders out in Buffalo, Tim Patrick, who by proxy you think would be a good start, but for whatever reason he's not getting as many targets as I feel like he should. I would like to see that change this week, uh, but we shall see. LaVisca Chenault and uh, Corey Davis running on my list. That's poor Jeff. There's quite a bit of overlap there. Uh, how about quarterbacks yeah. who do you like this week? Uh, not Jameis Winston, no. <laughs> Shockingly, you'll see him on my void list here in a minute. Uh, I've got Patrick Mahomes at the top of the list, Josh Allen a close second, and Tom Brady an even closer third. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but he's looking for revenge this week. Matthew Stafford checking in as well as Justin Herbert, so we've got our West Coast bias in as well. Jalen Hurts, who I don't want on my fantasy team, but you should start him if he's on yours. Uh, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers. We actually had seven overlaps. On that. So that's Whoa, that might be the most um, ever for us on quarterbacks. So I actually have Josh Allen at the top of my list for quarterbacks this week. Joe okay. Burrow, okay, two. Okay, look at you being the bigger person. Uh, Tom Brady, three. Patrick Mahomes, four. Aaron Rodgers, five. Dak Prescott, who I didn't hear on your list, six. Matthew okay. Stafford, seven. Justin Herbert, eight. Kyler Murray, nine. And Kirk Cousins, who I didn't hear on your list either, checking in at ten. An honorable mentions to Ryan Tannehill and your favorite quarterback, Jameis Winston. I will say, um, 
Kirk Cousins was just outside of my top ten. He would have been eleven on my list. So I, I will I will attest to that. So we got, okay. we do have a lot of overlap though. Um, um who are we avoiding a quarterback this <laughs> As I alluded to, James Winston is on my list. Anyone who's really ever been employed at any point by the Chicago Bears to play quarterback, I would not like to start them in any capacity anywhere. <laughs> Davis Mills out in Houston, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones rounding out my top five, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Jacoby Brissett, and one sad Zach Wilson. <laughs> We had four overlaps there. Um, I've actually got Lamar Jackson at the top of my avoid list. That Denver defense is looking really, really good so far. I realize they've played two of their three team games against the New York teams, which doesn't really indicate much other than that New York teams can't hold up against a top flight defense. But uh, I think they're going to keep Lamar Jackson in check, especially if he's not 100% uh, physically, but uh, we'll see. Jalen Hurts, who I think I heard on your recommended list, is somebody I would yeah, be I didn't like actively it, I trying didn't. to avoid this <laughs> week. Um, I, 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 can, I could see the argument for it. I'm just not buying it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Daniel, John, uh, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, who was on your list, Ben Roethlisberger, who was also on your list, uh, Mac Jones, yeah. Davis Mills, and Sam Darnold are all quarterbacks I'm looking to avoid this week, and uh, dishonorable mention to Justin Fields, Carson Wentz, uh, Matt Ryan, and Russell Wilson. So apparently we see uh, at least a couple games a little bit differently this week. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly possible. And I, I apparently am giving an awful lot of respect to the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see if we get the predictions, how that goes. Uh, tight ends, who uh, you like in this week? Um, Travis Kelsey, um, he's playing, uh, it's an Andy Reid revenge game, it's a Kelsey brother mm-hmm. game, there's a lot going yep. on in that, uh, but um, I, I would put him at the top of my list. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, who I believe it's also a revenge game for him, along with uh, uh, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, and probably others that I'm not thinking of. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, he's number two on my list, Robert Tanyan, Dawson Knox, Jared Cook, who hasn't done much for the Chargers so far, but I think that'll change at some point. Dalton Schultz of your Dallas Cowboys, uh, Anthony Perkser with uh, Tennessee, especially with the wide receivers banged up there. Uh, Blake Jarwin, Logan Thomas, and Tyler Higby um, rounding out my uh, top ten. And um, Chris Herndon, if he gets the start, and Tyler Conklin, if he doesn't. Um, uh, on my uh, on my honorable mention tight end, the Minnesota tight end is my whoever it is this week is my honorable mention. That's fair. We're we're getting the just lump them all together. You know that works. <laughs> I've got Travis Kelsey top of my list. I can try not to do list. that this season because I know what annoys no, you. No, no, you're doing uh, you're doing very well one, with it. I gotta say. This, this one just I couldn't help it because there's just too much uncertainty. But sometimes, I want to start whoever sometimes you have to. it is. Yeah. Um, like you said, it is the Kelsey brother bowl, uh, this week and Jason is more aerodynamic. He lost a bet, uh, to Zach Ertz that Zach Ertz would be traded in the off season. And because he wasn't, he had to cut his hair. So that may give him the edge, but I think Travis Kelsey is probably the better play. <laughs> I too, is Darren Waller. Uh, um, Zach Ertz died. Did he Jason Kelsey had to cut his hair. Yeah. It's the blonde's not a good look for Zach Ertz. Oh. 
Um, George Kittle checking at number three. Gronk, as you alluded to, it's a revenge game. Even if he can't breathe with his ribs, he'll be fine. Just going to run past people. And TJ Hawkinson in my top five. Mark Andrews, Logan Thomas, Kyle Pitts, Noah Font. And as much as I don't want to, I've got Dallas Goddard in at number 10. I don't like it, but I think it's necessary. All right. I have two of your uh, recommended guys on my avoid list. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> uh, TJ Hawkinson at the top of my avoid list. Evan Angram. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Jack Doyle, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, the newly traded Dan Arnold, Tyler Croft, and Farrell Brown. You're probably not starting either of those guys. And then uh, Pat Fryermuth is uh, my dishonorable mention for this week, the tight end. Or Pat. Yeah, unfortunately, Pat's on my avoid list. I didn't like that either, but points-wise, I just can't do it. Um Joining him is Robert Tanyan, Tyler Conklin, Austin Hooper, Evan Ingram, Dawson Knox, Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, Dalton Schultz, and Blake Jarwin. So I'm not I'm not totally sold on one over the other yet. Like you, I, I really wanted to be Blake Jarwin, but it's not yet. So uh, how about defenses? Who do you like this week? Loving Buffalo. <laughs> um, Cincinnati. Also a strong matchup this week. The Saints, Titans, and the Buccaneers. Uh, again, matchup, matchup, matchup. Dolphins, uh, the Broncos, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Colts running out my top. Okay. Um, I think we had four. I only listed seven teams this week for recommended defenses. And I think you, <laughs> it's, it's back uh, and forth. Sometimes it's 14, list. sometimes it's seven. <laughs> Yeah, this this week it was hard to come up with. Um, but uh, Buffalo, clear in a way, my um, the defense I would want to start this week. Uh, the others, which you can all lump together and pick out a name, are Tennessee, Cincinnati, Chicago, New Orleans, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. So those are the defenses that I really like this week. Uh, who, who are you staying away from defense-wise? Well, uh, New England, for sure. There's nothing like a pissed-off Tom Brady coming off a loss and then also looking for revenge against an entire organization. Uh, the Rams, the Steelers, the old Washington football team, the WFT, WTF, the Packers, uh, Falcons, Eagles, Jaguars, and I actually have Atlanta on here twice because I really didn't want to start them. So I apparently only have nine defenses. It just would be number nine. <laughs> okay. Wow. I felt really strongly um, about Atlanta here. <laughs> So I'm going to make up for seven offenses, seven recommended teams by giving you 12 to stay away from. But uh, Houston is at the top of that list by a pretty considerable margin. Jacksonville and New England also high up on the list. Philadelphia, Arizona, and Pittsburgh. Carolina, the Rams, Las Vegas, Cleveland, the Giants, and the Jets rounding out my uh, top 12, which should have been a top 10, but I got a little carried away. It's okay. You're going to pick up my slack here. (laughs) Time for everyone's favorite portion of the show, the game picks. (laughs) All right. We're going to have to do a two-minute drill on this. I think we can uh, do it. Okay. We want to to go over. Thursday night, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. I think this is going to be two lousy Thursday night games in a row. Dan Arnold uh, making his Jacksonville debut, but I – don't think it matters. Uh, I'll say Cincinnati 38, uh, Jacksonville 21. 
Yeah, I I've got uh pretty similar. I've got Cincinnati winning twenty eight twenty three. Like they made up for it with Sunday and Monday's games at least. So prime time gets better as the week goes on, guys. Okay. Um first up Sunday games, uh, Carolina at Dallas. I just seem to be higher on the Cowboys. I know Carolina hasn't lost yet, but I think that's partly a function of who they've played and who they haven't played. Dallas, um, I I like their chances in this. I think their passing game will open up things for the run game, and I I think Carolina will keep it close, but I'll go with the final score of Dallas 31, Carolina 24. I've got Dallas winning 27-21. As I've alluded to, I am really not – uh, hyped on the matchup against this Carolina defense. If Christian McCaffrey was playing, I think I probably would have picked Carolina to win, but without him, even I have trouble justifying that. So I think it will be a tougher game than, than people expect. Okay. Next up we've got um, Minnesota. Excuse me. Minnesota is Terrible. I am getting choked <laughs> up. Um, oh, I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota to win that by a field goal. I think it's a shootout, and Odell Beckham will hopefully be back at uh, something closer to full strength this week. But um, for whatever reason, it seems like Kirk Cousins is off to a good start this season, and I think that will continue. I think the Vikings get back to 500 with a 30-27 victory over the Browns. Yeah, I've I've got them winning 28-26. So, like you, it's a close game. I think there's a lot of offense here. Um, but I think they're able to to edge them out this week. So I'm going with uh, Minnesota 28-26. Okay. Next up, uh, Detroit at Chicago. Uh, regardless, Ooh, a tough one. I, I know a lot of people are going to pick Detroit and figure they've lost two close games in a row now and that they're due. But I don't think Chicago can possibly play as badly as they did last week again. And I'm going to pick them to – rebound and win this in a close game. I'll say Chicago 24, Detroit 21. And I'm probably the only person um, in Chicago this week. You might be, which is okay, which is okay. I would love for that to be right because I want Chicago to actually function at some point, but I'm going Detroit 20 to 14. The defense, the Lions defense really doesn't have a good pass rush, so it is certainly possible that whoever plays quarterback for the Bears will actually stand a little more upright this week. But I, just all of the outside noise and all of the turmoil internally there, I think it's just too much to overcome. Okay. Um, next up we've got um, the game of the week, and that would be the Houston Texans <laughs> traveling to Buffalo. Um, yeah, all kidding aside, I, I think this is going to be unwatchable. I think, yeah, Josh Allen, yeah, I said he's the number one quarterback, but he could very well be wearing a baseball cap on the sideline by halftime. I don't think this is going to be a, a very um, compelling game. I'll go with the final score of Buffalo 40 and Houston 17. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough. I've got Buffalo winning 31-14 more so on the fact that they're just going to be running a lot of clock out at the end of the game. They're just, I, I want Houston to function. They're not going to against this Buffalo team, though. <laughs> I think that's really the only way okay. to see this. All right, next up we've got the Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Um, Indianapolis uh, traveling to Miami, and I think Jacoby Brissett is is going to be successful against uh, one of his former teams here. He's going to have several. He's going to have four revenge games this season, I guess. But uh, anyway. He's been around the league. Yeah, well, at least in the AFC East. um, 
But anyway, yeah, I'll go with uh, uh, Miami winning by a field goal here. I'll say uh, the Jalen Waddles 27 and the um, the Carson Wentz is 24. The Chester Rogers is <laughs> actually no Chester Rogers is on Tennessee now. I'm getting all confused. I'll, uh, That's all right. I'll say Miami 27, Indianapolis 24. I've got Miami winning 27-20. So even even though I'm I'm still holding on to Carson Wentz and this Indy team being good, I don't think they're going to be good this week. And I think Jacoby Brissett. I told you guys last week he was going to be better than you thought he was, and he was. And this week, I think even against a decent defense, he's going to still prevail. He's coming out on the right side of this revenge game. Okay. Next up, we've got the Chiefs um, going to Philadelphia and. This is odd because I think one of the first games I remember, which I believe was eight years ago, was uh, the Chiefs traveling to Philadelphia, and I think Andy Reid had just switched teams at that point, so it's hard to believe that uh, Andy Reid's been in Kansas City almost a decade now. So this is uh, kind of a soft revenge game. He probably doesn't even remember his way around Philadelphia anymore. But um, anyway, (laughs) uh, I think Andy Reid and uh, and the Kelsey brothers bash, uh, but I'll go with uh, Andy Reed and uh, Travis Kelsey to come out victorious in this one. I'll say uh, Kansas City 34, Philadelphia 24. Yeah, I have Kansas City 34, Philadelphia 23, so we're right in line there. Um, Andy Reed and Travis Kelsey certainly on the right side of this. Philly hasn't shown us they can really be a whole football team for four quarters on both sides of the ball. And until Jalen Hurts, let's go the ball a little sooner, I don't think they can beat anybody. So I certainly don't think they're going to beat Kansas City, especially Kansas City coming off a loss. I don't see that happening. All right. Next up, we've got the Superdome reopening, and the Saints will be there, as will the Giants. But, uh, the roof's not on fire Saints anymore. Is... I mean, look at this. <laughs> no, and again, I remember a game, this is probably about eight or ten years ago, where I think – Maybe I'm getting confused. One of the domes, I thought it was New Orleans, but it may have been uh, may have been Minneapolis where the dome collapsed and the Giants were playing there and ended up having to play outdoors in the middle of the winter. It must have been Minnesota. You know, and, uh, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, it was. I, I think the Giants are going to get blown out, but um, I'll, I'll go with uh, New Orleans 30, Giants 21 as my, uh, my team's unwatchable season continues. There you go. Um, I unfortunately don't think this is going to be much of a close game either. Uh, I've got New Orleans winning 28-17, so I've got a little a, a little closer score, but um, New Orleans first Actually, team back at home, even, even with James yeah, Winston being James Winston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. Um, I just think there's, there's too much for the Giants to overcome here. All right. Uh, speaking of too much to overcome, Derek Henry – uh, they might not have any wide receivers, but the Titans still have Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Anthony Ferkser. I think they're going to easily um, uh, put away the Jets. Who knows? The Jets will probably surprise us one of these weeks, but it's not going to be this week. I'll say Tennessee uh, continues rounding into gear. Tennessee 30, um, Jets 20. Tennessee uh, rebounds from the opening game loss to win their third in a row. Yeah, even uh, even with no wide receivers, I think you can still beat the Jets. I've got Tennessee winning 31-13. Um, it's just there's there's just not a lot of good with the Jets right now, and Tennessee is just going to keep on rolling. Like you said, Derrick Henry is just going to run right all over them. All right, next up we've got the WTF traveling to Atlanta, <laughs> and I think this is a hard game to project. I don't know. I I just. If you did the transitive property, then you would say, well, Atlanta beat the Giants, the Giants beat 
Well, no, Washington beat the Giants, too, so that doesn't work. But um, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I still think Washington is going to win this game. I'll say Washington 27 and uh, Atlanta 24. I've got Washington 24, Atlanta 17. I would like to see the Washington defense wake up here at some point. They are way underperforming so far. But Atlanta uh, doesn't have a lot to go against them. So I think Washington will pull this out. Taylor Heineke will be victorious again. Okay, next up we have one of the better uh, games of the day, and that's uh, Arizona at the Rams. Uh, This could be a real barn burner. I think this will be one of the higher scoring games of the week, but I have the Rams mainly because they're at home pulling this out by a field goal. Let's go with uh, Matthew Stafford, 34, and uh, Kyler Murray, 31. I've actually got the Rams winning decisively 35-28. They are at home. Matthew Stafford's really revitalized this team. And historically, the defense has done a very good job of containing Kyler Murray, keeping him in the pocket and not letting him run it successfully. And that really changes his game. And I think the Rams are going to be successful for it. I would like to see Kyler Murray clean things up a little bit. Let's throw a few less interceptions. But like you said, an awful lot of points to be had here on both sides of the ball. Okay, another NFC West tilt uh, late game. Uh, Seattle at San Francisco. Um, it's one maybe not quite as much offense as the previous game, but I think it'll be every bit as close. San Francisco a little bit up and down so far. Seattle disappointing, but uh, I think San Francisco will uh, win this by a field goal. I'm going with uh, the Garoppolo's 27 and the Russell Wilson's 24, and I know you're going to disagree with me on this game. Um, yeah. because yes, partly because uh. it's Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and partly because we've only disagreed on one game so far. Yeah, it's time. It's time for that. Um, I've got I've got Seattle winning thirty to twenty four. Um, the only way San Francisco can stay in this is to run the ball, and by the end of the game, they're going to have to throw. And I don't want a victory resting on Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulders if I can help it in any way, shape, or form. So Russell Wilson's going to keep throwing moon balls, and I think they're going to come out on top. Hey, another battle of. Uh top teams, this one in the AFC. We've got uh, Baltimore traveling to the undefeated Denver Broncos. And who would have thought there'd be two um, 3-0 teams uh, at this point in the AFC West, and neither one of them would be the Chiefs. But uh, anyway, the Chiefs are actually in last with a 1-2 and record. The Chargers even are uh, 2-1. Yeah, it's like somebody took one of those snow cubes or snow cones and shook it up and uh, <laughs> decided to randomize the AFC West <laughs> standings. But uh, I think Denver's going to go to 4-0. and um, I like their defense and chances against uh, Lamar Jackson and crew. I'll go with uh, the Teddy Bridgewaters to muster up just enough offense to win this game. I'll say Denver 28, uh, Baltimore 24. I want to pick Denver to win this game, but I just I couldn't get there on paper. So I've got Baltimore winning 24-21 in a very close game. I think it's going to come down to the end. Justin Tucker is going to have to be the hero again. But I think Denver holds their own. I know everyone's talking about, oh, they're not really like a hard team to beat. They've only beat undefeated teams. But there's a, or only defeated teams. There's a lot of those out there. It's not their fault. They didn't schedule it this way. So uh, I unfortunately think this is their first loss of the season, but I think it's very close. Hey, next up we've got the, believe it or not, a Super Bowl 45 rematch between the Steelers and the Packers. And what's even more unbelievable to me is that both the quarterbacks 
that started in that game, Super Bowl 45, are still playing and starting in this game. And that was, again, Mm -hmm. almost 11 years ago, 11 seasons ago. But uh, there you have it. Um, Anyway, I think these two teams are headed in uh, um, opposite directions at this point. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he has a lot more in the tank, uh, left in the tank at this point, than than Roethlisberger does. I'll go with uh, the flying Aaron Rodgers is, 34, and the uh, grounded uh, Ben Roethlisberger's 21. Yeah, I, I, it's not great when people are asking Ben to retire at halftime. Like, your whole fan base has turned on him completely. Uh, it's going to be a tough year for the Steelers. Their defense will keep them in it, but they got to get healthy first. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to run all over them. I've got Green Bay winning 30-17 to 17 this week. Okay. Now to the Sunday night game, also known as the Tom Brady revenge game, yeah. the Rob Gronkowski <laughs> revenge game, the Antonio Brown revenge game, probably others I'm getting. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. it would be nice if the two teams were more closely matched, and I suppose it's all, you know, any given Sunday anything can happen. But uh, just yeah. I, I don't see that happening. I think Tampa Bay is just going to steamroll the Patriots here. I think this. Um, it's not going to be fun to watch if you're a Patriots fan. I'll go with the final score of the, the Tom Brady's 37 and the, the former Tom Brady's 21. Yeah, I have uh, I have the the current Tom Brady's against the future Tom Brady's 35 to 20. I even even though this game will never be in doubt, I don't see Tom Brady putting a hat on and sitting on the sidelines. I think he's going to stand there and just keep keep putting the points up. I think he has a he wants some vindication. He wants to prove something. And like I said, coming off a loss is already bad enough to face Tom Brady. But then this, it's just a perfect storm of terrible things for the Patriots this week. They need to just get this behind them and start looking forward. The only thing I hope is that for the, um, the Bucks' sake, that he doesn't get hurt on some meaningless play when they're up 20 or 30 points. In the oh, that would be quarter. terrible. And that's, yeah, that's my one hope for this game, but uh, we'll see. Who knows, maybe yeah. Mac Jones surprises me and it's a competitive game, but I, I don't see it going that way. Um, finally, we have a Monday night game, which, like most of the games this week, was pretty challenging to pick, and I think we'll go right down to the wire. Um, Chargers, they seem to be shedding their reputation as the team that always finds a way to lose close games at the end. On the other hand, so far, uh, Las Vegas has managed to find a way to win close games at the end. And I mean, this will be another close game at the end, but I'm going to stick with the Chargers here at home. I'll say the Justin Herberts uh, 31 and the Derek Carrs 28. I am actually taking the fighting Derek Carrs, and I'm taking them in a, in a, a field goal barn burner decision, 33 to 30. Yes, the Chargers are, are the darlings right now. It's not December yet. You just wait till that comes around. The wheels are going to come off. They always do. I think the Raiders are, are a, a good team. They're going to show up in primetime. They're going to beat a team that just beat the reigning, the, uh, reigning AFC champs. And, you know, I, we're going to have to take them a little more seriously. I think Josh Jacobs comes back. I think that helps Raiders Raiders all day, 33 to 30. So it it's going to be there's a lot of points to be had it's going to be a good week of football there's only really a couple of games you don't want to watch um but in case you're looking for a little daily fantasy action in addition to your season long we've got a few uh picks for you value picks here we give you obviously you know who to start 
But these are the guys to help you get to these places where you can start a whole bunch of Buffalo players or Minnesota players to get all those points. At quarterback, the value this week, as much as I don't want to do it, it's Jalen Hurts. And Aaron Rodgers is under $7,000, so it's not the most value, but, like, Return on investment-wise, that's a great way to go. At running back, Antonio Gibson, Trace Sermon, Kenneth Gainwell, David Montgomery, and DeAndre Swift. A wide receiver, Brandon Ayoke, who we talked about at the top of the show, Corey Davis, Chuba Hubbard, not Chuba Hubba, but Bobby Trees, a.k.a. Robert Woods, and Kadarius Tony in uh, for your Giants because he's, he's the healthiest man out there, and I think that would be interesting. But uh, at tight end, Dalton Schultz, who we talked about earlier, as well as Tommy Tremble at defense, the Packers and the Lions. If you're looking for teams to stack, look at the Buccaneers. Pretty clear there's a lot of points there. Uh, the Bills, the Vikings, and the Browns would all be my picks there. So we've got you covered on all aspects. As I mentioned, we are here every week on Wednesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us all over social media on Twitter at the number 4THN, Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THN, Inches Show at gmail.com. We'll be back with you next week. If you have lineup questions, we want to hear your predictions, who to start, who to sit, whatever you need, we're here for you all week long. And good luck to everyone this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.